Welcome, everybody, to the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. My name is Abraham Deweese, and with me once again are Matt Page, Brian Solman Solak, and our NFL season is back with us. And guys, Seahawks get an outstanding win against those evil, vicious, mean, cruel Indianapolis Colts. That was a fun Call, call them evil, but okay. Go I ahead. Go ahead, talk. I was they trying are, to build they... a word picture, <laughs> and none of you guys were like, "Yeah, we did it." Yeah, you guys make it sound like it was a clinical win against a team that uh, you expected us to beat. And uh... well, Indianapolis, yeah. Indianapolis has been competitive the last few years under their Frank Reich, their head coach, and I know they got their new quarterback this year, with Mr. Wentz, but. I thought Seahawks came in with a game, great game plan with their new offensive coordinator. The defense played well. I mean, we can get into that here shortly. And it, we came out on top 28 to 16. It was a good win on the road for us. Yeah, it was a, it was an impressive show uh, from our offense and from our defense. Uh, Indianapolis, I think, has a has a playoff roster. Uh, you know, so I was anticipating a, a tougher game. Uh, we just, you know, maybe they haven't really, you know, I mean, Carson Wentz actually looked like he was, you know, in the flow of things too. So I, you know, I was, I was thinking maybe we'd, we'd win because they hadn't hit their stride yet. They hadn't really, you know, gelled as an offense yet, but they actually looked pretty decent. It just, our defense was, was better. And, and we were able to get past their defense. Well, yeah. The one thing I noticed is that Carson Wentz, I believe he went something of like nine for 12 or nine of 11 in the original, in the, uh, you know, first half of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, with 38 pass attempts and he had 251 yards, Russell Wilson out threw him for 254 yards with far fewer attempts at 23. Yeah. <laughs> so the attempts per pass, they were just dink and dunks. Uh, our, our boys didn't give up anything big. Yeah, no, I agree with that with no, he didn't. Um, I wanted to ask you guys with Mr. What's his Shane Waldron and the new offensive coordinator. I'm still, I guess most of us are trying to still learn his new system, but. Oh man, that's what, not where I thought you were going with that. I thought you were going to say Shane Waldron or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> that's where I thought you were going and you let me down. <laughs> I've been working on that, but anyway, anyway, his system, what about it? I, I want to know what you guys are thoughts on it. I mean, I'm uh, many of us fans are trying to still trying to learn and he's new at it and they're high on him. And I thought it was quite effective. I mean, Wilson got the ball out, you know, to both of his tight ends and Lockett and Metcalf. I mean, he spread the wealth around and I mean, the offensive line did pretty well protecting Wilson, but is this something, is this an effective day for Mr. Shane Waldron or what was this? Did or whatever, his, or whatever yeah. his name is. Yes. yes. What, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to stop you. Cause you're starting to answer the question for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, well, yeah, it's you're answering what I want to say, yeah. Brian. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, you know, to add on to that, the attack from the offense is exactly what I saw from uh, the preseason. However, with our starters, it worked. When you have okay, Russell Wilson running it, not Alex Magoo, um, <laughs> all of a sudden it works, not Geno Smith. And what I saw was the sandpapering of Russell Wilson's game. Russell Wilson, we all know, we've all watched him for almost a decade now, that his favorite thing to do is to run around in the backfield, um, you know, and, you know, try to make try to make the big play. There was a little bit of that, and there were some big plays. But there were also the quick hitting passes, and I'll let Matt take it because I know, Matt, you've wanted this for nine years. It's an actual offense. It's fun to watch. <laughs> we, haven't had a, we haven't had a real, what I consider a real offense in a long while. Pretty much the whole Pete Carroll era, to be honest. Um. It's nice. It's fun to watch. He spreads the ball around, like you said. Uh, you know, we didn't even really need to use Metcalf, who's one of the greatest, you know, talents and new young talents and wide receiver in the in the league. We didn't even really need to use him. We were up like you know three touchdowns already. It didn't matter. Uh, 
you know, we saw Gerald Everett, who I think is going to, you're going to see more and more and more and more as the season goes by, make an immediate impact uh, with a tight end screen. Uh, you know, we saw screens, we saw slants, we saw um, designed uh, bootlegs. We, we, you know, I mean, I, I, I love it. I want to see more of it, you know, take yeah. advantage of, well, of Russell's, you know, want to run around and, and do design bootlegs for him all the time. I mean, he'll be happy and you'll, you'll win because of it. I think. Uh, Russell still ran in, in my opinion, ran into two sacks, but you know, I'm yeah. living to, I'm willing to live with that. If we're in a system like what I'm seeing now in that he's checking down to uh, running backs uh, and there's designed, like you said, there's designed screen passes there. You even mentioned the uh, tight end screen that we saw uh, yep. there's, uh, you know, on a blitz, they're actually hitting guys over the middle in the vacated zone, which just, I, I never understood why they couldn't do that. And um, it's not just Russell running for his life and then hopefully finding somebody way downfield. Right. Right. Is that because of Mr. Waldron's new offense or is this because we, sure. uh, or, oh, yeah. I mean, you have to put it in its entirety. It would be the offense. It'd be Russell Wilson's willingness to accept this offense, uh, the receivers being willing to change their option routes to where they need to go. It's like Matt said, so that they're not, you know, long bombs every single time there's a blitz. Um, you know, there's, if there's a blitz, there's somebody open (laughs) and you need to, you need to recognize what that is and not just run around and hope that it'll make itself evident, you know, and then that puts a lot of, uh, that takes a lot of strain off the, run the offensive line. What about you? What about you, Brian? What'd you notice different about this offense? I, 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 I get, it's only one game, but I thought there was better blocking on the offensive line. I thought the running game did well. Chris Carson, 16 carries 91 yards. It, he, it wasn't all just to one side. It was to both sides. I think Gabe Jackson, our new right guard is a huge addition to this offense. And I hope to God he can stay healthy. Um, it just, it just seemed like every every other play seemed to be working. I, I mean, I, I was on my feet in pretty much the entire game. It, it was exciting to watch. I was not bored. Right, right. Awesome. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, and, and the question was specifically for Shane Waldron. So you found it a more exciting offense. Yes. Okay. Um, what did you guys think about, um, this is a loaded question because Matt, you texted me about it this week. What, what did you think about your ability as a couch slob being able to determine what the offense was <laughs> just, you know, you're, 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 you're on your couch there drinking a, drinking a jolt cola or whatever Oregon ducks drink. Um, <laughs> what, what did you think about what did you, you messaged me and you said something yes. for once I did not know what was coming. <laughs> and I love that. I love not, I love an offense that is unpredictable. Uh, that's that's what Andy Reid has has successfully done. I love Andy Reid and his his offenses over Casey when it was with the Eagles. Uh, um, it you you never really knew what was coming, and that's why I love watching about some offenses. And this weekend, I mean, you know, with with under Daryl Bevel and under Schottenheimer last year, it was very predictable. You'd be like, okay, they're going to run here, you know, and and then they'd run, you know, or they're going to or they're going to throw to you know block it. I can tell. Because he's out, you know, on wide. Yeah, every formation game was it's a just dead giveaway. Telegraphed, yep. you know, it was obvious. And if, if if I'm sitting on the couch drinking my Jolt Cola, apparently I don't know they still made that. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I I I if I can figure out what play is coming, then you better believe that the defense can figure it out. The professionals who do this for a living can figure it out. So, uh, you know, it's it's refreshing. It's it's refreshing, and it and and. And like, like, like the soul man said, I wasn't bored. I I agree with that. I wasn't bored either. Uh, There are a lot of 10 a.m. games for the Seahawks where I stumble out at 9.55 to the uh, couch on Sunday morning and fall asleep in the second quarter and then wake up in the fourth, you know, or whatever. But uh, no, I was wide awake and enjoying the game the entire time. What did that, what did that mean to the Seahawks to uh, actually jump all over an opponent at the beginning? I mean, we haven't seen a lot of that, right? Usually it's just wait till the fourth quarter yeah. and see what happens. How many game, how many games in the last five years have we won by like less than a touchdown in the last, you know, two minutes of the game. I mean, like 
all of them? That's a, <laughs> no, that's a that's a great question. I mean, I didn't really hear what they had to say after the game, but I mean, there's it's got to generate lots of excitement in this ball club. I mean, they're for once it seemed like every guy in this, you know, me and my gut baseball players not you know sitting on the bench and not turning on <laughs> these guys, but it seemed like watching the sidelines, the Seahawks players were all into this game and I think there's a new level of excitement there. I really do. And I hope they can continue it throughout the season. Um, Did you guys I, see that Dix, Michael Dixon uh, punt? Which one? Uh, the one that was kind of flubbed. And then he. Oh, yeah. That he, co- he covered yeah. for. Yeah. That um, was and then Carol, Carol was cool about it. He just fist bumped him like, yeah, all right. You know, you did what you could. <laughs> oh, no, it was, it was brilliant. I don't understand why punters don't do that more often. It, it the uh, set it up for the folks at home. The flubbed punt. Uh, Dixon decided instead of trying to think that he could run ten yards and get a first down, or instead of just trying to throw, you know, and then accidentally throwing it backwards and fumbling, uh, he just ran a little bit, punted it, did what he could, uh, and took the five yard penalty for illegal men downfield. And it's like no big deal. We'll just punt it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why pun- smart. I don't know why punters don't practice that. Uh, Agreed. Or if they do, I don't know why they can't think of it in the moment to do. Yeah, that. they always panic and then try to like run with it, and it's like this is not going to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I want to bring out something. I know it hasn't happened yet, but I know we've always talked about. It. Obviously, if Russell goes down, we're pretty much screwed the rest of the season. But what if Lockett goes down or DK goes down? Our third receiver sucks ass. I'm sorry. What? Uh, Arthur, that's a concern. Pretty swain respectfully Arthur, disagrees. Our third uh, receiver does not is not bad. Our third receiver uh, is Gerald Everett. Well, okay. Oh, that's, tight, okay. Tight, there's I'm a reason why they there's a reason why they went and got him because it's it's yeah you you don't you don't need to you, you need to create mismatches and and the backups that we have don't create mismatches and Gerald Everett does create a mismatch. Heck, even Will Disley creates mismatches mismatches um they finally smartened up and i and i like that okay also freddie swain we re, re, uh, respectfully disagrees with you uh that he sucks because he doesn't i don't i mean i i don't think he sucks but he's not a number three guy and then i mean he made a good point about gerald everett i but i was true just, yeah so then the, think of cons- think of freddie as your number four and he's fine as a number four yeah, because th- you got to think about this uh, from a salary cap perspective too. The reason why David Moore is not here is because they spent that money instead on, uh, you know, on, on Everett. Okay, on Everett and on um, um, Dwayne Brown and you know Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams. I mean, you know, they had to spend the money elsewhere. Okay, uh, but they also have they have options. They have don't forget our number our uh, I guess our number four or our number five is the the rookie Eskridge. Uh he's not going to play hurt. next week. Yeah, he's not going to play this week, but he's but he was there and and he I think he made one catch and then got a concussion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um and then No, no, he also... did he did get a concussion. That is a no, fact. No, I I agree. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm not contesting. He got he got two catches. Um and no, then he uh, got one, he got one catch, two targets. Don't forget we've got an amazing Oh, no, you know what receiver. you're thinking? You know what you're thinking, Matt? He had a he had a run. Oh, he had two rushes. Sorry, I'm looking yeah. at the wrong he, he category. Had, but he only had one catch. And that's yeah. when he got the concussion. Um, he's, it's an interesting dynamic out of the of him running out of the backfield. That that might be interesting to see um, how they how that develops over the course of the season. Uh, but don't forget, we also have on our practice squad a perfectly capable number three wide receiver that for some reason we didn't keep on the active roster. His name You're- is Cade Johnson. <laughs> Well, I mean, he's a rookie. I don't know if you can put that kind of pressure on a rookie, especially one that's on the practice squad. I, I, the the third receiver is not is not Kay Johnson. It's 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 Gerald Everett. Everett's, in my opinion, going to have over fifty catches this year. Oh, easily, yeah. yeah. No, what you saw what you saw this Sunday was is going to be built upon. You're going to see more and more of that, and I I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see a, an offensive coordinator that knows how to use tight ends. Yes. Remember when we made that really bad trade with New Orleans to get this supposedly amazing Jimmy Graham white court uh, tight end, and then we didn't know how to use him at all. <laughs> the fans knew how to use him. Uh, it was the yeah. offensive coordinator that chose not to. <laughs> what the heck was going on with 
uh, our defense of Jonathan Taylor, the ex Wisconsin Badger. Like I, 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 I we kind of stopped him, but we kind of didn't. If that makes any sense to, to you guys, like I felt like he he'd get the ball, he'd move the pile. Um, I or is this just an exceptional running back, or or is there something wrong with our run defense? He he is exceptional, but there could be something wrong. I mean, we're we're going with two actual linebackers and a Leo in the middle and. Isn't pretty much half of our starting front line new? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're bad, but there's a lot of changes there. Maybe it's just growing pains for day game one, and hopefully it'll get better this Sunday against Henry. But Taylor isn't not a bad back either. We've got to give him a little bit of credit. Um, I disagree to a certain extent. Taylor, I'd put in the top five running backs in the game right now. He is vastly underrated. He's very top-notch. We held him to 3.3 average yardage and only 56 yards on the ground. I, we, we, we had less success in the air. He was apparently he – he got the most yards as a receiving, um, 60 yards, six receptions um, receiving. We need to do a better job there. Uh, he was burning us through the receiving. But uh, in general, for a player that dynamic um, – I'm actually, I'm okay with that. I mean, if we do that, if we do that well against Henry, you know, we'll shut down the Titans easy. Um, and he's, you know, he's a top, top running back as well. The, the reality is you're going to get burned every once in a while by a really, really good running back or a really, really, really good receiver. Yeah. And we held him in check in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I, I just kind of, I'm, I, I know the yardage wasn't there. It's just there were several times I saw him catch the ball out of the backfield or run with the ball, and he moved the pile. And I just kind of wanted to see, you know, like, if you got two Seahawks on him, you should stand him up and push him back, not <laughs> get run over. Well, that's why he's good. He, I mean, he's a very physical runner, and yeah. he'll keep pushing it, you know. I mean, Marshawn would run into, a, like, you know, three, run, three, three guys on the defense and keep pushing them, Spe- you know. Yeah, speaking, speaking of defense – I was a little surprised that they didn't challenge the cornerbacks, they being the Colts. What do you mean? So, so a lot of the, obviously granted, a lot of this had to do with pass rush. We'll get to that in a minute. But did you guys see that many? Like, I didn't see that many shots downfield. No, that's true. I didn't really see flowers or what's his face in, in the game, in the game much, like you said, with shots downfield. So yeah, very good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. They didn't incorporate uh Pittman as much as I expected into their offensive yep. game plan. He's their deep threat. Uh, now that, that, um, with, um, T Y on the, on the IR, um, you did, they really didn't use him as much as a fantasy owner. I, I hate that, but, uh, <laughs> Anyway, um, I wasn't rooting for him. I was rooting for the Seahawks, but anyway. Um, no one cares about yeah, your fantasy didn't. team, but you do make a good point. Um, yeah, where where was he? Why wasn't he being used? Um, he was MIA, yeah. You know, it, 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 if I were a defense going after the Seahawks, I would I would do some, uh, I'd do some long bombs, especially when you got linebackers crashing in on blitzes. Um, yeah. I'd try to get something going, but I mean, and again, got to hand it to the, Seahawks defense, uh, defensive uh, line and linebackers. They, uh, they got to the quarterback. Yeah. What do you think of Daryl Teller? We finally get to see him in action. Yeah, that was nice. He was in uh, three or four plays. He had a sack and uh, I want to say he forced something, but I don't, I don't remember, but he He, did have a sack. He did have some pressure. Yeah. Yeah. He had a sack. Uh, I, I liked, I liked what I saw there. I'm confused, like, no offense to Daryl Taylor. I thought we, I thought they were supposed to have an all-world left tackle. I forget the name oh, of the Indianapolis Colts the, tackle. Um, uh, the Colts, you mean? Yeah, and I was, I was like, wow. If he's supposed to be all-world and a pro bowler, I didn't see it for sure. I mean, maybe he just had a bad day or an uh, undisclosed injury or something, but... Um, but yeah, he got he got oh, worked by Taylor. Talking about Eric Fisher, that's right. Okay. Eric, oh no, that's right. He was hurt. They had some he other guy in. All right, that explains it. That explains it. 
Um, that's right. <laughs> because yeah, no, I was reading, uh, uh, the preview and I, I was like, Oh, Eric Fisher. That, yes. That's that he guy's one of the Pro top Bowl draft up. picks. Like what? 10 years 10 ago. Years or ago something yeah. like that. Used to be with the chiefs. Yeah. Um, what are your, th- what are your thoughts about Jordan Brooks? So he had 11 combined tackles. I, I thought he played a decent game. I mean, I know we've talked about him many times over the last year and a half, but um, if he had 11 tackles, I don't remember any of them, but Bobby Wagner, uh, once again, going to get another all pro selection 13 tackles i mean i'm i'm good to answer your question i'm good with i'm good with brooks i'm good with being uh being wrong if he's a first round pick uh and you know lives up to all pro selection but the all pro that i saw was wagner understood well my my position on brooks has always been he's a he was a project he may have a high ceiling and he may eventually yeah i mean he's doing really well now that's great but you don't spend your first round pick on a project yeah exactly what about you Solak? I was, I mean, I agree with what you guys are saying, but I, thought, I, I saw him all over the field on Sunday and hopefully that'll be a trend and not just a, you know, one game where he was kicking some butt and yeah, you got to have some positivity there and I don't know see what I, happens. I, I don't know. Like I, maybe I was just focusing on, I was focusing on uh, uh, Jamal Adams to see what he was doing. He didn't get a sack, but um, my God, he was everywhere. He was. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. And uh, I'll tell you what, Diggs, may, maybe Quandre Diggs is the reason why they didn't throw deep because I, I didn't see, uh, you know, I didn't see anybody challenging him. No. No. Um, one, one other question. I, the announcers kept talking about him. Was this, oh, Green. was this the uh, number 10 jersey for, for Mayoa? No. Because no. that was freaking me the hell out. <laughs> did you guys see that? He was wearing I did, yes. jersey number I 10. Did. And I'm like. I didn't catch that. That's weird half the Seahawks, like their Jersey numbers are different. And I'm just, and I'm just sitting there. I'm like, who's that guy? (laughs) 10. What's a quarterback doing on defense? Yeah. That's a good question. (laughs) And then what's his name? Uh, God, there was, there was another guy that had like a single digit. Was it Diggs? Uh, Was it Quandry Diggs that had a single digit? Um, the guy they yeah, got from Cincinnati last year changed it. He's a single digit. Dunlap. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was Dunlap. That's right. (laughs) But yeah. thoughts on Green? I'm curious. The announcers kept raving about him. I thought he had a decent game, but what were your thoughts on Rasheen Green? He was there. He was. He was good. He, was <laughs> he good. showed up. He was good. Well, oh, hang on. Let's hear. Oh, he did well. He did yeah, well. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I, I again, I was focusing on if Jamal Adams was going to play up to his contract. That's what I really wanted to see. And when okay. the when it was fourth and one, and I saw him jump over the pile. And get that ball that was fumbled by Wentz. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, no, Rasheem, yeah. Rasheem Green did good. I mean, what do you yeah. think, Solak? I mean, I, you keep bringing these guys up. I want to hear from you what you think, because I know you're bringing them up for a reason. Why are you bringing yeah, he up doesn't, Green? He doesn't care what a duck thinks. Tell, yeah. tell us what you think. I, I don't know. know. I. You must have been looking out for him. You must have been watching specifically. I, I was because from okay. the start, the first quarter, the announcers were all over him. So I was watching the entire game. He seemed to be in on every play. I think he only had four combined tackles, but every move he made, it seemed it helped the players around him be better at their jobs. And I thought this was a good sign. I hope the guy can stay healthy. I think he's had injury problems for us the last couple of years, but. I'm I'm really high on him, not just because the announcers are talking about him. I think he's going to have a successful I'm, year. I'm trying to recall what what he did, and I remember now he was playing pass defense, which I don't understand. Sometimes, no. <laughs> sometimes the Seahawks do this, and I think they're going to get burned one of these days. Um, having having a um, <clears throat> having a, a you know defensive, a defensive end, end in his own cover blitz. wide receiver, yeah, in his own blitz scheme. I mean. Like uh, what? Which playoff game was or a playoff pre-off preseason game was it? Where Alton Robinson had to chase down a wide receiver to the oh end yeah. yeah 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 I remember that. That's gonna get exploited <laughs> at some point in time. Yeah, we're gonna get burned on that definitely. But I think that's what you have to do if you're trying to blitz with Adams. Good point. <clears throat> yeah, you need someone to t- to pick up the slack somewhere else. So you know, I mean, did you know? Like I said. To Alton Robinson's credit in that situation at that time, he did well, considering what, who he was and what he was doing. 
All right, what'd you guys see from the defenses? I, we're going through individual players, and I don't want to make this show just about talking about every single player on the defense or every single player on the offense. Just as a whole, uh, we talked about what we saw from the offense. What'd you guys think about the defense? We gave up over 400 yards, but a lot of it was in garbage time, and I thought I thought they all they – all, what am I trying to say is I expected worse from the first game of the season being on the road, but they made the right plays at the right time. So I, I'm, I'll give them a B plus. They played pretty darn good. I'm a little concerned about the, about the rushing. Um, then I look at the stats just now and I'm like, wait a minute. We only gave up 56 uh, to Taylor. To Taylor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, you know, I realized, Oh, well halfway through the game, they had to start passing. Yep. Uh, so now I feel better about it um, because, like I said, uh, Wentz had fewer yards than Russell Wilson. Two touchdowns, that's all I had. Uh, but, again, I'm still concerned, like, they didn't really test Reed and Flowers. So yeah. is a <clears throat> better team, Matt, is a better team going to do that? or? I think you're underrating the Colts. I think they're. I think uh, Frank Reich is a, is a great coach, and I, I – I just, um, I think maybe they just didn't have the right game plan, but I, I think our defense did very well. Like I said, Jonathan Taylor, I consider him one of the top five running backs in the game and holding him just to that is I think a success yards. I don't really care about it. It's the score. You know, we can let up, you know, a thousand yards in one game, but if we only let them score seven points, then Hey, it's a win, you know, who cares as long as our offense, obviously would score that. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it, it really, I'm not too worried about the yardage. I worry about the scores. We didn't, we held the line in that, re, in that respect. Uh, we made Wentz miss a lot and um, yeah, he didn't really challenge us. And I don't know why they didn't explore the deep threat. Uh, maybe that was a game plan or maybe Pittman's was a little banged up. I don't know, but um, I think we held our, I think we held our own and, and, and I'd give them, I'd give our defense an A minus to be honest. A minus. Yeah. The worst grade you can get <laughs> in graduate in graduate studies, yes. Um, <laughs> all right, so we that, that was community, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh yeah. that was Futurama, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, it was community. No, no, it was it was uh Futurama. All right, anyway, community had a joke just like that too. Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh oh, what I was gonna say is as we look forward to the Tennessee Titans game. Uh, the books are actually betting on us. I think dun, dun, we impressed dun. Vegas. Either that or Tennessee, who threw up all over themselves <laughs> against the Cardinals, is, is very unimpressive. Yeah, um, or maybe there, there, you know, is a combination of that. Uh, was that the real Tennessee that we saw last week? I I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know about their injury status, but. They pretty much have the same players coming back, and I the Hawks can't let their guards down. Henry, you t- you talked about the our rushing defenses. Henry has a capability of going for 150 plus yards against our team. He's much better than Taylor. So, and then if they decide to challenge us, they got Brown at wide receiver. I mean, if they, at the right time, they can. He's capable of getting the big play. So, I mean, I think we're going to win Sunday, but we, get, we can't let our guards down. I'm fascinated to see if we can jump on top of them again, because I think maybe that's how we kind of muted Jonathan Taylor a little bit was by making them have to pass and not, yeah. not rely on their ground game. I'm not the and they, world. And they wound up passing to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was their leading receiver, I think. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, I'm not the world's biggest Tannehill fan. I think he's a lot better than uh, that Oregon duck they had before, before him. But um, Mariota was his name. Name another quarterback who's yeah. thrown a yeah. touchdown pass to himself in the playoffs. <laughs> uh, you know what? Even Tebow threw a touchdown pass in the playoffs, so whatever. No, no. Um, <laughs> a touchdown pass to himself. Yeah, okay. And I'm saying I'm not impressed. Um, okay. And you're and you're not answering the question. You're not answering the question. What is the question? Was last week's Titans the real thing? Stop! Okay. Stop thinking about Mariota from yes from fifty years ago or whenever he played. Well, let me Oregon. let me answer the question. Can I answer the question? <laughs> is that the question or? 
I don't know. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Tannehill. Tannehill, I agree with you. I'm not very high on him either. Um, I don't – I think it was the real the real Titans, to be honest. I don't think they're mm. as good as they've been the last, what, two years or whatever, where they were really good for a while. Um, I I just don't see them being that they, – they're, they're helped by being in the absolute worst division. Yes, yes. Uh, so yeah. their, their numbers are inflated a little bit by that because they have the Texans and the Jaguars in their division. And their number – and the, and the – uh, <laughs> The team that owns the division is the team we just squashed. Um, so, you know, they, 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 they're enhanced by that. The Cardinals is who they played, and the Cardinals have a really good roster. I'm not sold on the whole air raid with Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Kyler Murray quite so much, but they do have a great roster. They have a really good defense. Uh, and, and so don't underestimate them. They may be the fourth best team in the NL NFC West, but, uh, you know, the NFC West is the best division in football easily. Um, so, you know, they may be fourth, but they'd be like number one or number two in any other division in the, in the league. Yep. I agree. I I think the last couple of years, I I don't think the Titans are bad. No, they're Um, not bad. They're just not great. Right. And I, and I think you, you touched on something that I, uh, hadn't really thought about, and that's all the easy wins that they get mm-hmm. um, every year. So, like I, they were in the playoffs, and I'm tr- I'm trying to remember who they beat, and I'm like, well, yeah, but the AFC playoff teams are terrible. Like mm-hmm. um, the NFC just kind of has the swing of the pendulum right now. I don't know. I I think I agree with you, Soul Man. I think we're gonna win. I'm not terribly impressed by, like I said, Tannehill. Um, it seems like all you have to do is stop Henry. I mean, and that may be harder said than done, but yeah, um, yeah. that team doesn't respond well to <clears throat> to having their one trick pony. Just take them remember, from remember the Titans. That's all I'll say. Uh, <clears throat> why? Okay. Why? I didn't. I didn't forget them. The, the, we keep them in Tennessee. That I, I, I remember <laughs> that. That movie. Had no, that movie had nothing to do with Tennessee. I wasn't ref- never. There, I, I disagreed to where I say, plane. I say, forget the Titans, we're gonna win. <laughs> Never mind, I'm okay. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> I say, yes, I say, crumple up your piece of paper with the Titans on it, throw it out, don't need it anymore. <laughs> um, one thing, one thing about Mike Faber, though, is uh, he does play Smash Mouth, and um, it, it's gonna be interesting as we see some players starting to get injured, uh, you know, Damian Lewis is injured now. Yep. Uh, Rashad Penny, I think a breeze blew and he threw out a, <laughs> he threw out his calf or something like that to a strong wind. Um, DJ Those two rushes he had were just too much for him. Yes. DJ Reed's injured. Um, I mean, I, I do worry that, you know, uh, one thing that could derail the Seahawks is a smash mouth team, uh, like, the Titans starting to uh, give our team injuries. We're not a deep team. I think, I think we're a very good team, but not deep. But thin. Yes. Yep. You said it. We're not I, I, I'd agree with that statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I do worry about the depth, <clears throat> especially what? when we're keeping our number four wide receiver down in the practice. Uh, are we pr- predicting Sunday score? Because if so, I'm yeah. Gonna let's say do th- it. Let's do it. I'm thirty-one thirty Hawks. Wow, close game. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go tw- I'll go 28-21 Seahawks. I'm going to go 31-17. Ooh. Wow. The first home game of the season, we're going to we're going to step out, we're going to we're going to show you know, who's boss. So, I want to talk about ex-college coaches. And it's it's not Mona. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, I I, thought, I think it is Mona, um, but That's let's talk about ex college coaches. <laughs> okay, and uh, Urban Meyer, he's going to USC, right? Yeah, uh, according to him, no. Did you hear? <laughs> did you hear that? Did you hear that back and forth between him and the reporter? No, no, I didn't. I didn't hear that. But the rep- I, the reporter, 
sometimes I really hate the media and I realize we're kind of in the media, but um, <laughs> they just have this like attitude, like, Oh, there was, there's this job opening and you lost one game in the NFL. So now you must be sh- assuredly thinking of going back to college. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's dumb. What, I, I, what is he supposed to say? He's built an entire organization. The money they've invested in that team the number of coaches, like extra coaches and trainers and everything that he's running right now, instead, like more than any other NFL team, is apparently pretty obscene. Uh, he's, you know, he's building a culture and he's trying to build a win there. And I mean, that's where he really got his first big, you know, really, you know, countrywide known in, in Florida area. And Jacksonville is more of a college team than it is an NFL, a college town, and than it is a, a, an NFL town. Uh, that's why they have some trouble getting uh, free agents to sign there. Um, so, you know, I mean, he's not going to jump. The, although, to be honest, his past, you know, throw enough money at him, maybe he will. I don't know. I mean, how much is he making as a as a Jaguar? He's coached one game. This I know, like, but the fact that how, the fact how much you making the... for Jacksonville? Oh yeah, triple that. We'll come come, come to USC. Yeah, uh, understood. He, but there's a. <laughs> there's a idea that like he wants to prove that, you know, he could do what Chris, what uh, Nick Saban couldn't do. And oh, that's yeah. Be successful yeah. There in is, the NFL. there is that angle. Yeah. He wants <laughs> to prove he can succeed in the NFL. I'm sure he has money. Oh yeah. I don't oh, think no. Ohio state threw the bank at him. Yeah. I mean, that's how they got him out of retirement. And Fox sports did too. Fox. Was... Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's not hurting for money, but he's also motivated by money. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying if USC calls him and says, we'll triple whatever you're being paid by Jacksonville. And if this season goes poorly, eh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, track record. Hey, guys, I was uh, trying to pull up the stats for Tennessee, and I saw that the Seahawks are actually ranked number one by pro football focus, or ranked number uh, 19 by pro football focus. Number one, what am I saying? Um, the, <laughs> uh, Overall? their performance last week was kind of middle of the road. And okay. I'm just like, Oh, those I two disagree. sacks, those two sacks were on Russell. Like I thought they did. Okay. <laughs> no, they did. They did brilliantly. In my opinion, Indianapolis is underrated. I mean, as, as the season progresses and any Indy puts some good wins under their belt that, you know, that this win will look even better. I think. Yeah. I, I like PFF, but sometimes they get it wrong. I think. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Uh, so who, else, so you mentioned, uh, USC, who, who do we think is going to get that job? Uh, Eric, Eric enemy is my choice. Yeah. Well, in a heartbeat. No, nobody, Offensive coordinator KC. Yep. Nobody gets it right now. True. Um, the, the, the I mean, job, who will, who do you think will eventually get it? Um, who did they get rid of that crummy AD? I've had several. Which one? The, yeah, pick the, one. The one that used to be <laughs> the one that used to be a um, the one that used to be a Pittsburgh Steeler wide receiver. Oh, I'm trying to remember his name. Was it a modern? Oh, Lynn hasn't been there for a couple of years. He's okay. He was he, uh, bad. He's he the one who hired no, Sark. Yeah, he was no good. <laughs> no, he was terrible. Yeah, um, yeah I don't. I, I think they'll. I think their best bet is get somebody like that Cincinnati coach. Get somebody like the UCF. Well, actually, the UCF coach went somewhere else. I'm trying to remember where he went. About the Iowa State coach? Yeah, get somebody like that. I think that somebody that understands today's kids. Um, try to find somebody that understands uh, NIL. That's what everybody in college should be doing. Find the coach that understands NIL, uh, name and image uh, likeness. Yeah. Um, and, you know, make sure that players get paid a couple weeks ago. Uh, I forget which organization uh, decided that they're going to give every non scholarship BYU player a scholarship. That's right. And that's great. That's wonderful. That's I how you, that. that's how you fill out a walk on club. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's wonderful. It's good for the kids and it's good for the PR of the university. It's good for everyone. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know what you, yeah, you, you're not going to, we can't give you a scholarship, but, uh, you'll get a scholarship. Yeah. That's a great selling point. Yeah. Um, the problem, the problem I, I, I see happening is the alumni association. Uh, remember coach O 
who now coaches LSU, Ogeron, was yeah. there. And they uh, he, he went six and two after he took over for – who did he take over for? Was it Sark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he took over and he went six and two. The kids loved him. The fans loved him. But the uh, the university was like, yeah, so you're cool and all, and we'd love to keep you as a defensive coordinator, but you're not L- USC material for head coach. So he, so rightfully so, he said, all right, screw you guys, I'm out. And all he's done is win a championship. I'll tell you what that championship, uh, the championship, I love uh, that. that championship uh, uh, trophy that he has. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that uh, I'm sure there's plenty of tears on that from him. Oh. Oh well, yeah. He doesn't yeah. care. <clears throat> yeah. Oh no, I couldn't work at USC. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Only trophy. Comfort me from not working at USC. <laughs> uh no, I, I you uh Solak mentioned uh Eric Bienemy, who is yeah, uh, Andy Reid's protege offensive coordinator there, uh in KC for many, many years now. Uh Every year he gets interviewed by every team that has an opening and they just pass on him. And I don't know why yep. I, I think they interview him because they have to, because it was at the Rooney reel Rooney they have to, where they have to interview a minority, which, you know, so they all, they all just, you know, meet with him because well, he's, you know, a great candidate. And then they're like, no, but we're actually going to hire this guy that we already had our mindset on. Does anybody know if he wants to coach college? I do According to the media, that what I've read, yes, but that's just the media. So, I mean, at this point, why not? I mean, yeah, exactly. NFL, coach, NFL teams are not hiring him. Yeah, uh, go to college and make a name for yourself. I, I agree. And USC is a really attractive job. Yep, I agree with you. But some people don't want to. Like that's true. It's you're trying to get 18 year olds to to listen, and you're you're yeah. trying. <laughs> well, but USC is is. I mean, you're going to have the five stars walk on. I mean, you're going to, they're, they're going to show up at your door. Recruiting won't be a problem and, and you can staff most of that out anyway. And he's got it a professional resume. So they'll want the offensive players will want to come play for him and learn the offense from an NFL standpoint, make them better draft prospects. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they'd listen to him and I think, you know, it's, it's LA. It's not like you're going to go coach in Manhattan, Kansas and be a Kansas state coach. You know, I mean, you're going to be in LA, you know? But uh, why, why wouldn't he have not done it by now? What was that? Why hasn't he done that already then? I guess would be the question. Probably because he hasn't gotten the phone call. I'm sure he's gotten phone calls. <laughs> well, and, and has a job as attractive as USC yeah. been available. That's the question. I mean, there was Texas. There, there, has, I, there has been, but there may be nobody at that level. Yeah, offering him because remember he's never been a head coach. That's true. That's what, yeah. yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, if we didn't have Carol and we were going and looking at candidates right now, I, I'd uh, he'd be at the top of my list. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and and by the way, I just have to put that out there. Um, the rumors that Mario Cristobal uh, is going to go there. Yeah, uh, I heard he's Morgan. going. Um, I heard he's going. You need to shut up. No. No. He's uh he's, he's very good. happy in Oregon. No, he's and not. And we're gonna keep him there. I heard so, he's flying to USC tomorrow. To, he's got yeah, actually to sure. Pullman tomorrow to talk movie. about it. So. Uh yeah, okay. So he's not gonna actually be in, in, in Eugene to, to play Stony Brook. No, no wait, 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 your wait. offensive you, coordinator is gonna do it. Are, oh, okay. are you right. are you saying that uh that Rolovich uh might might not be exactly Rolovich is gonna get fired because he doesn't want to freaking take the vaccine and be a little shithead. <clears throat> so what I does uh what do, what, Tell us how you really think. So what does um what what does that mean? Okay, um, what does that mean? Give background for the listeners. Uh, basically, the state of Washington has given a mandate to is it all universities, highest you know public all public think, school employees, I think employees by the first of October to be vaccinated. And Rolovich is one of the highest paid in the state at three and a half million dollars, but he refuses to get vaccinated. He does not tell anybody why. I mean, it's been, I'm sorry, it's been going on for months, and he says he's going to get vaccinated. But well, I mean, it's, two weeks. it's a seventeen. It's a seventeenth right now. Yeah, two weeks. So even if got, you get, I guess theoretically, well, you have, if you got if you got the Johnson and Johnson right now, he'd yeah, probably make it. But I think theoretically, that could happen. Yeah, but uh, if you yeah. got one of the two dose ones, he would. She should have started. Exactly. Yeah. A month, a month ago. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so. 
we don't know what's going on, but I think it's a bunch of crap. And if, if there's a reason why he should have told us back in July and he hasn't said the damn words, so. well, um, uh, he doesn't have to give a reason. I mean, if he doesn't oh. want to work there, then he's not going to work there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what this comes down to. I mean, yeah, it's uh, pretty straightforward. Yeah. This is a binary, you know, zeros and ones do it. You keep your job. Don't do it. Goodbye. Right. Very simple. So who's the cougar coach after him? Who's the, who's the second in command? Oh gosh. Anybody I knew you would ask me that and I don't, I can't remember his name. It's the offensive coordinator, but I guess get, you, you want to know who's getting fired from Ohio state. The Ooh. offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator. I thought, Oh yeah. The defensive coordinator. That's right. Uh, your homeboy, right? I, hey, thought so he, I thought he moved to Oklahoma. Oh, or, did yeah. he? Okay. If you're talking about Grinch. Yeah. yeah I'm talking about Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, he moved to Oklahoma. Back. So wait, so that's that's uh, that's two at least two defensive coordinators that I know of at at, a, at prestigious universities that have been fired immediately after an Oregon loss. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which, um, yeah, maybe the other one was Monty Kiffin, the the Monty Kiffin. He got fired by his dad or his son. I mean, yeah, his son uh, fired his dad. Ima- imagine, I imagine Stony Brooks in for a world of hurt. Then aren't they? <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I think their... they, I think they anticipate losing. So I think it'll be okay. I have a coworker who, uh, who's, who insists that he got Yukon's head coach fired. <laughs> um, so the story here is, uh, and this, uh, I forget the name of the Yukon head coach from like 10 years ago, uh, when they, uh, uh, right after they were, they were good for a while and then they kind of petered off. And this guy basketball, sorry to interrupt basketball or football. Football. Oh, okay. Uh, remember they went to the fiesta bowl and nobody attended. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, no dude, there was like nobody in the stands and yeah. it wasn't oh, a yeah. pandemic. Like yeah. nobody wanted mm. to go. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So my coworker, Peter, he went down to Maryland. Uh, UConn was playing Maryland and ran into the head coach in the hotel, uh, completely unrelated. He didn't, you know, he was there for business purposes and, um, you know, talked to the head coach next day, fired five, okay. years, five years later. Yeah. Goes to the same hotel. This coach is coaching somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, bump into him again and say, <laughs> Hey, remember, uh, remember me? And yeah, I remember you. Um, are you, st-? and he said to the guy, are you still, um, head coach at UConn? He's like, no, I got fired the next day. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like five years later. Whoops. <laughs> that same month, he got fired from the new job. No way. <laughs> <laughs> so my coworker is is pretty certain there's some bad uh, juju. Uh, I told him never to go to that hotel again. <laughs> Don't go to that hotel anymore. <laughs> you get people fired. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Make sure there's no uh, football. Oh, Solak. Um, yes. I'm surprised you didn't know the name of the offensive coordinator. His first name's Brian, after all. Brian Smith. That's right. Okay. That would hoop. trivia there. Thank you. He'll just he'll be the interim, but we'll see what happens. I, I think that's a situation mm-hmm. where yeah, as I look at the date, well, let's loop back to Rolovich for a second here. And I look at my I look at the calendar, it's almost too late. Because two weeks is October first, exactly. Yeah, that's if he did well, it today. He, I mean, he might have gotten it already and and not said a word. He's been very pretty mum about it in the press okay. conference last week or what what it was where, where he found out that uh um that the USC coach had been fired in the middle of the press conference. Uh, they asked him about the vaccine, and he 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 just said, you know, like I'll comply or I'm not going to talk about that or something yep. like that. So he he might have already gotten it. He just doesn't want to talk about it. Now, what if there's a, what if there's a huge buyout? Like if they fire him, maybe he's if got they something. Fire him for this policy. Do they have to pay him? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. A, I don't, I'm not yeah. a lawyer, nor do I like lawyers. Because he's failing yeah. to comply with the requirements of the job. Yeah, it's an interesting question. Like there yeah. could be a lawsuit there. Like it's because it's a legal. I mean, it's a law or at least executive order by the governor or something like that. So he's not complying with the law, which would I would assume impact the legal impact of his of his contract. I mean, 
You know, I find it kind of fascinating that there was another way to do this. With uh, there, there would be another way to do this, wouldn't there? And that would be to go for the religious exemption. Um, but I think he said he like he tried, didn't he? I don't. I don't know. know. What, I don't know. What's a religious exemption? What? what? Oh, um, so. Well, and then again, you know, if he doesn't go to Tell me a religion that objects to vaccines. Uh, well, there's, uh, Islam there. There's, there's, uh, okay. uh, I wish some, I wish I, I wish we had somebody that could represent, represent the religion. I'm going based off of what somebody told me. Okay. And God only knows if this is true or not. So I'm not, I'm not a doctor and I'm not Islamic. I don't know anything, but there, there has something to do with the way they test on animals and stuff like that. And, uh, there's some sort of, uh, porcine, which means pig. Uh, there is elements of that used in the testing. And, uh, so they qualify if you're, if you're true to either, uh, Jewish orthodoxy or to Islamic, uh, rules, um, you qualify for the exemption based off of that. So okay. it's well, possible Rulovich qualifies. Yeah, he may not, if Rulovich is not one of those religions or another one that has the same exemption, then you're right. You guys are right. He wouldn't qualify. So uh, it's possible. It's, it, it's very, it, it's very strict. Um, they're trying to make sure people aren't just saying, "Oh yeah, I I, I go to church all the time." You know. <laughs> yeah, Jesus tells me I can't get a can't get a uh, inoculation. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, the the rules are pretty pretty set in stone for that yeah you got to prove that you, you know and you can't just like convert tonight and then tomorrow say hey look you know no you gotta you gotta show you really yeah legit yeah i mean the, history. now does the conversion take two weeks like the vaccine that's a good point because <laughs> because all of you who want to convert you got to do it tonight before <laughs> yeah make sure you get it done in two weeks yeah <laughs> Um, I, not related to this show. I'm going to do my homework on that because, um, it, it is fascinating. It is fascinating. And I, um, I, got I was a- thinking maybe with maybe Jehovah's witnesses were in the, under that category, but they're not. Apparently they're okay with, with vaccines. Christian science. Christ, is it Christian scientists? Christian or, scientists might be. Against yeah. It. They're against that medicine and pretty much of everything. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But, but I would assume you'd have to prove that you're, a part of the church about, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yes. Like, I don't <clears> think, I don't think you can just say like, like you said, Matt, like I've seen the light and Jesus doesn't want yeah. me. To <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, you know, yeah, I've been going there for 10 years and regular attendance and I, you know, lived the life this way and da, 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 da. Okay. Well then you got a, you got a history, you know? Yeah. That's different. Um, but anyway, this isn't a religious show. It's a sports <laughs> show. Uh, but, but, I, so, but Matt, yes, I got a book I want to talk about with you. Oh, really? <laughs> it's a good book. Um, is it uh, the Da Vinci Code? <laughs> uh, so anyway, note, yeah, you're right. Though on that note, let's get out of let's get gonna, out of. I was going to lead into uh, an, an episode yeah. of Buy, Sell, Go to Hell. Yeah. Yes. All right. So for those who don't know, I'll uh, throw some topics out or or uh, names and uh you guys will have to decide if you're going to buy them sell them or tell them to go to hell um and uh i have some different questions this this week but i have i i'll start with the, the conventional buy sell go to hell ones um we'll start out with aaron Rodgers and being a drama queen and <laughs> potentially uh being like the worst quarterback in week one what do you think Let's go with that. Let's go with Abraham first since he owns part of the franchise. I As do. an owner. I do. Yep. Um, I'm not going to go with my answer. I'm going to go with what the Packers will do. Um, and that's, they'll sell them. Interesting. Okay. They, they've been looking for an excuse to get Jordan Love in there. And if a pouty, sulky Rogers is the way to do it, that's the way to go. You could, there's, Houston tech. I don't know what the trade, you know, like if he has a no trade clause or anything like that, it's very possible he does, but you know, like a team like Houston could use a quarterback immediately. Although Tyrod Taylor, Taylor looked pretty good. Uh, good. the Washington football team could use a quarterback immediately. Um, I think he actually looked decent. 
Uh, which one, Tyrod or Heineke? Heineke. I, they both did. Yeah. But if I were management for that team, I would definitely buy Aaron Rodgers. And if I were the Packers, I would sell him. So. Is he, is this his last year of his contract for Rodgers? It's two more. I think he's okay. got two more. And this for the record, he does not have a no trade clause. There's oh. only like nine players that have him. Okay. I'll, I'll buy. I mean, he is a drama queen, but I think that your boys are going to keep him at least for the rest of the season. Then they'll see what they can get in the off season for him, but I'll buy. Well, the, the, I want to make a note here. The, the rumored team that he was most rumored to be traded to Denver, Teddy Bridgewater looked really good. Yeah. I, if I were Denver, mm-hmm. I wouldn't give up anything. I, I think they can go to the Super Bowl, uh, or at least make some noise, you know, yeah, this year. Absolutely. They play Well, they play in a really tough division, but yeah, I mean, they look, they looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So moving on the list here, I hope a certain SoCal Seelock might be listening because I want to talk about Rashad Penny. <laughs> I'm waiting for your answers on buy, sell, go to hell. Uh, Penny can go to hell. He's We're done with him. Good riddance. You know he's going to get hurt again. I mean, the guy, uh, Rich Hill for the, the major league pitcher always has a blister or a freaking broken nail. And he's always on the IL. He's just like that. He's, he's a, I can't say the P word on our air, but you, you get where I'm talking. Potato? There you go. Piece of potato. Yep. Or he's a waffle, whatever. That's not a P word, but he's Penny's the worst. Uh, Penny wasted first round pick. LJ Collier wasted first round pick. I think, you know, um, this, it's, it's, it's just a known fact that Seahawks don't do well with first round picks under this current administration. Brooks might be the exception to that. We'll see more to come. Go to hell. Penny. Okay. Uh, also another, uh, another Seahawk deer, Daryl Taylor. What do you think? I'm, I'm buying into him. I, yeah, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy into him. Uh, I need to watch him a little bit more. They put him at the, was it you soul man that mentioned they put him at the Leo? Yes. Yeah. So they're kind of doing a linebackery thingy and I don't know if I'm completely on board with that, but we'll see. All right. All right. Um, okay. Uh, Here's here's a wild card here. Uh, we don't have a lot of a lot to go off of, but uh, what do you think of uh, Aqua Sox shortstop Noel de Marte? Um, uh, go ahead and maybe go. Yeah, first. I, I guess I'll buy him because you guys say he's good. But when I watched him, he popped out and he had a line drive hit at him, and he couldn't. He get did not have a good game last night. No, <laughs> it's the one game I've seen. It was not good. I'm definitely buying into him because he has got the talent. He's going to be a hell of a player, whether he stays with us or not. But I was talking to somebody on Twitter about it earlier. I mean, I, I personally think Marte is a, you know, if he, he's like a high school starting quarterback to where he thinks he's better than everybody else. And he picks his friends and he thinks he's, you know, top, I can't think of the word I'm saying without. He needs swearing. a little humility, is what you're what you're thinking. Right? Yes, okay. and the the guy reminded me he is 19, and I get he's it. He's 19, yeah. But but he said if he's like this in double A AA or triple A, then that means he's, he's not maturing fast enough like they want to. So it's something to definitely watch. But right now, so he'll, be, I, so he'll be back in Everett next year, is what you're saying? Yes. Well, I mean, if you look at it, Kellenick's kind of had to take some humble pie. Yeah. yeah. Um, he yeah. was supposed to be a brash, cocky guy, but like, you're not hearing much out of him right now. Very good point. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Um, uh, moving on. I have some college football realignment teams. And I'm going to ask you, if you were the athletic director for this school, would you make this move? All right. Boise State to the All-American Conference. All-American? Or the American Athletic Conference. Okay, I was about to say All-American. The Old <laughs> Oh, uh, no, sell, 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 sell. No, 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 no. Yeah, I agree. Once you said the old Big East, no, definitely not. So you would, you would stay in the Mountain West. Yep. Uh, yeah, that travels, that travels too much for what you get back. Okay. Uh, how about San Diego State to the same conference? Sell as well. I think that's too far. 
Is these the no no these teams are rumored apparently to be getting offered from a the AAC very shortly here because they're trying to make up for losing what Cincinnati and Houston Cincinnati, Cincinnati and UCF okay. UCF um okay here's, it UC- here's a question oh no wait 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 UCF is that right yeah UCF they lost UCF yeah. too okay. yeah. yeah yeah um okay well then yeah we'll go with UCF to the Big Twelve would you do that oh bye 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 before the show I was talking to you Matt. And yeah. mentioning the alumni base is so huge, and Orlando's a very large city. That that's a team on the on the upswing, even though they just lost to Louisville about an hour ago. But anyway, that's okay. <laughs> yes, uh, but I agree with the Apes. They be, definitely buy. They beat boys. <laughs> they beat Boise State last week. Yeah. So I mean, they're they're not terrible. Okay, now here this one's a tricky one. If you were the AD at Oklahoma. Would you have made a deal with the devil and moved with Texas to the SEC? Yes. Really? Yes. It's Texas. I don't give a shit. It, the, the, it would be. It would benefit the benefit them even more, in my opinion. And, and obviously, it's all about the money too. But it's true. Yeah. So the question there is: Do you buy the SEC if you're the AD? I think you have to, um, I think they, I think they're tired of Texas pushing around the big 12 and the fact that Texas went with them. I don't think Oklahoma really cares. Yeah, it's true. Texas won't have as much control in the SEC as they, as they do in the big 12. Yeah. Uh, The other programs will put them down. Um, okay. So we're going to move on now to the major league baseball wild card. And I'm going to ask you guys to pick the wild card teams. Who do you think is going to finish uh, with the wild card? So we're going to start with the AL. Pick two teams of these. Boston, the Yankees, Toronto, Oakland, and Seattle. Can, can, Graham can, or can, Brian, can, whoever. I'll, yeah, I'll can uh, Seattle? Boston, oh, go ahead. Boston and Oakland. Okay. Can Seattle trade? <laughs> trade what? For a batter. A bat. <laughs> no, even, even though the deadline as it is right now. Even though the deadline's a month and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, we can't go back and do a do-over. Uh, well, I would love to do a do-over and have a bat because we were one game out. Yep. Sons were. of guns. <clears throat> and I know you don't like winning, Matt, but I like winning. Oh, I like and, winning. Oh, well, you don't. And anyway, I just didn't think we we're going to make the playoffs. I'm trying and, to answer. Whoa, your, what, what, what do you know? I might be right. I'm trying to answer your question because you hate the Mariners. Uh, it's not going to be them. Uh, okay. the Red Sox, Red Sox look terrible against the Mariners. It's not them. Um, wait a second. Wait a second. They're not, the Mariners aren't going to make it because I didn't want them to. Yeah. I have that much control over reality. Yep. yep. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You didn't believe in them. And just like any, any deity, once you <laughs> stop believing in them, they cease to exist. Um, well, was that, was that Nietzsche that said, uh, God is dead man killed him and we killed him yes yeah. um mariners are dead because you didn't believe matt anyway okay i'm trying to answer your question the answer is not the red Sox. answer is not the mariners and it's not the athletics it's the yes. yankees and mm. your al mvp alternative guerrero uh with the blue jays laddie yeah yankees are taking a dump i'll agree with maybe toronto though <laughs> I don't, okay. I don't think, right. I don't think Guerrero, I just want to sidebar here. I don't yeah. think Guerrero can unseat Otani. What do you guys think? I agree just because of the, no, it, because the he tri- played both sides. It's, 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 it's a, it's a done deal. Yeah. What if he wins a triple crown? Even then I don't, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's a done deal. You, you know what that'd be like? I think that'd be like when Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio went at it yeah. and like, Ted Williams hit 400, but couldn't win the MVP because yeah. <laughs> DiMaggio yeah. hit 56 in a row. All right, we're going to move on to the senior circuit now. Uh, the Giants, the Dodgers, the Padres, the Reds, the Cardinals, and the Phillies. Pick two. Uh, I'll go first because I don't watch the boring version of baseball. The senior um, circuit? Yeah, yeah, the senior citizen circuit. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll just say the Phillies because I have a T-shirt of theirs. Uh, and uh, They're currently in last, by the way. And the Dodgers because Matt, Matt will actually – have a heart attack if that doesn't happen, but I'll let the actual 
uh, the actual insight come from Brian on this one. All right. Obviously, it'll be either the Dodgers or the Giants, but I think the Giants are going to win the West. So they'll be the Dodgers for the top seed and probably uh, uh, – I, I'd like to see the Reds, but it's probably going to be. I'm going to go to St. Louis just because St. Louis seems to find a way to pull it out of there. Oh yeah, make it the Reds because I have a jersey of the Reds. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah. No, what is what is this about the Cardinals? They're just like they're magic. They didn't do anything exactly. at the trade deadline. No, they were like 15 games out, and then all of a sudden they're just totally like there. Like, oh what? Oh okay, yeah, we'll go to the playoffs. Why not? Sure. Uh, yep. With their best pitcher on the IL too. Yeah. They're just, I mean, they, they, I don't, they just find a way to win St. Louis consistently. <laughs> I, I, you can't for bet against tw- them for you 20 know? years. It'd they, be nice you know, to have their, their management in Seattle, wouldn't it? Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. I was about to say, you know who they're not. They're not. The <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, that's it for advice. I'll go to hell. All right. Well, let's wrap it up here. Let's go ahead and do some shout outs this week here. Um, Matt, we'll start with you. Uh, I'll, I'll stick with the Everett Aqua Sox. This is their last season. Uh, last, well, this season. Last week of the <laughs> I season. I hope not. Last week of the season. <laughs> my apologies. Uh, and uh, so we don't know if the games are going to happen it because it's supposed to pour the next two days, but the next two days are supposed to be the last two games. And uh, I want to give a shout out to Danny Tesleff, who's the uh, GM. He's going to be uh, interviewing with me and me and the soul man tomorrow. And we'll have that up on our site later. And he uh, also to uh, Sarah, who is our media liaison, and all the whole crew there, Webley and everyone. Uh, just you know, they put together a great game, great great uh, team, and a great atmosphere. Uh, Steve Willits on the on the field always brings it every game, passionate wise. Um, just absolute shout out to them. They're wonderful, world class organization in my opinion. Uh, good fun every game. Go see them. I'm going to give a shout out to Matt and Brian of yeah. You two. Yes. On this wow. show. Not, not a different Matt and a different Brian. I, I was thinking it was, yeah. <laughs> uh, this year we did a several podcasts for the very first time on location. And, uh, it's sometimes it was really rough, uh, rough going, you know, trying to figure out technology and sitting in blazing sun heat and, uh, not even sure if we could get into the games half the time, but, uh, we're trying to tailgate with a barbecue, but not bringing fire to start it. <laughs> Stuff like that, yes. <laughs> Brian, you? I will keep it to two this week. I know, hard to believe. Uh, ha- happy birthday to my mom two days ago. Give her a shout out. I love you, mom. Thanks for all you do. And I lost a second mom to me who passed away this week. So oh. rest in peace, Rose Fry. So that's who I'm shouting out to. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to us this week. Um, we are going to, yeah, like I said, that we've done our last podcast from the stadium for a little while. Uh, so we'll be back online here, here on Podbean and of course, iTunes and Spotify. Check us out on seattlesportsunion.com. Check out our social media influence on Twitter at Seattle Sports U and like us on Facebook. And we'll see you guys next week. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.